The following podcast contains subject matter that may be unsuitable for more sensible viewers. Views expressed here do not reflect that of any community that you would want to be a part of. Listener discretion is mandatory. Mama, what this trans me? No, 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 no! Hello, and welcome to tonight's episode of Tranifesto. I'm your host, Madeline Hopps. As you know, it has been the golden standard of all of us here on the show to bring you the finest media content made by queers for queers. However, despite our best intentions, we have been made aware that those who aren't of such high pedigree have started to listen to our show. For those people, we are unsure of what brought you here or what allure we hold for you. But you have felt emboldened to bring to our attention that there are certain terms of description that you have no idea what it is the fuck we are talking about. It is with that in mind, we have decided to produce this small, ongoing segment that should hopefully clarify terminologies commonly used to describe or dunk in this show. So without further ado, may we present to you Transplaining with actresses Rianovich and Amelia. Chapter 1. Egg. Definition. A cisgender person who is in denial about their trans identity. Now let's see how this might be used in a modern day conversation during, say, afternoon tea. I dare say, Duchess Rianovich, I must know, how is your courtship with young Lord Sharpino coming along? Has he wooed you with his vast knowledge of things factual? Alas, Baroness Amelia, I dare say that upon breaking my dick off in that poor man's ass, he confessed his feelings of disgust towards his masculine form, and longing for stature most feminine. A egg of the truest intent, I must say. Ah, it appears that that egg doth hatcheth into a chick. <laughs> Chapter 2. Cishat. Definition. An individual who possesses no feelings of homosexuality, whose gender matches that which they were assigned at birth, and whom still doesn't understand the importance of brunch, you uncultured troglodytes. Good heavens, Amelia. What is that ruckus in the background? It appears the cishats are throwing a fit about not being able to dine with us during this, the hour of 11 a.m. That's preposterous, absurd. Mimosa's eggs benedict aren't fit for the likes of those uncultured swine. Servant boy. Yes, ma'am. Please take the liberty of showing those riffraff out back and popping a cap in their collective asses. Right away, ma'am. Chapter 3. Turf. Definition. An abbreviation for trans-exclusionary radical feminists. A turf holds no sensible views on the roles those of trans pedigree play in the plight of gender equality. Brutish and malinformed, these individuals subscribe to the ancient philosophical idea of equality for all, except what I think is icky. Lol. I know, I know. Preposterous alterations from the scallywag Lady Raymond to second wave feminism that doesn't exist yet because this whole bit is taking place in the 1800s. One might even call her radical because of her views. May there be a better term for the detest other than scallywag, Baroness Amelia. Hmm. Perhaps, how about feminism appropriating radical transfer? A farce, if you will. For something this rotten in the state of Denmark? Surely there is something more becoming of how they exclude women such as ourselves. What about a turf? 
a trans-exclusionary radical feminist. Splendid. Tell if it is, though. What? A way that a fart does sound better. <laughs> and finally, chapter four, tucking definition. An ancient art form used by those in possession of the feminine penis, or master blaster, to sheathe its appearance from those who would be taken in by its allure. Usually pulled back to lay against the gaunch, it can be held in place with the use of tape, tactically placed underwear, or sheer power of wit. No. What? No, I'm not doing dick jokes. Whatever it is you think you're doing, I'm not going along with this. Yeah, I'm out too. We're better than this. But, I, come on, just like one urinal joke. It'll be fine. No, but, fuck this, I'm going to church. Uh, uh, oh, fuck. Um, well, yes. (laughs) I, uh, that's today's riveting episode of Transplaining featuring the cast of Tranifesto. Join us next time where we will answer more questions like why don't trans men skip leg day? And at what age do bisexuals gain the power of levitation? And as always, this is Madeline Hops. Peace out, bitches. Welcome to this week's episode of Tranifesto. Tranifesto, where I learned to stop worrying and love bad representation. I, as usual, am one of your hosts, Madeline Hops. I am joined today by... I am Amelia Blair. Ooh. Ooh. And I don't have anything else to say. E-thought. Professional E-thought. Yeah, professional E-thought. I don't really have a resume to share with you. And Ree Carter. I'm over here. Yeah. I exist. Re, Re Carter, over there. I feel like I there. exist, and that's fine. Yeah, that's perfect. Uh, we're, we're so good at podcasting. Oh, we're the best. Honestly, the McElroy brothers need to watch out. God, no. I'm going to cut that. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's a loosey-goosey one today. Yeah. yeah, we're not fully here, folks. Yeah, sorry. Just to bring you a brief, brief, brief <laughs> catch-up here. Uh, one of, Two of us, one of us was involved in a car accident and so we're a bit loopy uh we also like to apologize if the audio quality is a bit weird today um because of the car accident we don't actually have a car to go get our normal equipment that we've been learning to use uh so we've kind of sponged everything together using some old like live performance mics and a lapel mic that re has hooked up to another computer because our computer doesn't have enough inputs for it and it's gonna be great it's gonna be the best show we've ever recorded Mm. hands down uh, and uh, before we get to that, hey, Ree. Madeline? I think we went and saw a movie last night, did we? Yeah. So the theme of this uh, today's episode is anime and all things content about Content warning. Yeah, content, content warning, warning. anime. Uh, so two so. out of the three people here are kind of weebs. Actually, yeah. one of us is kind of a weeb and one of us is a huge weeb. I think we have about like two weebs between us. All right. Two collective weebs. I'm about 4% weeb yeah. at most. Okay. Question. Like, how long until there's a, like, Medium article about how Weeb is problematic? Oh, my God. Well, what was it before Weeb? What did we have? Oh, because... You got to spell it with an asterisk. Weeb. <laughs> for, for one of the E's. It's, it's Weeaboo weeab- weeab- with a plus at the end. Yeah, exactly. Well, because it was... Remember Perry, Perry Bible Fellowship? Yes. That That's what it was one. from. And oh. it was like a... Like, because originally it was just a dumb joke from there that had nothing to do with anime and then 4chan started. Ah, God bless the chans. Oh, that was, that was a lot of my eighth. Look, we all spent time on the chan boards. Yeah, we were there. 
Yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. So anyway, <laughs> uh, last night we went to go, or me and Madeline went to go see. I wasn't um, invited. Yeah, no, just don't worry. We did you a favor. Yeah, just, no, you didn't miss anything. Yeah. So we went to go see Alita Battle Angel, which <laughs> it, I think I love it. So for the record, our daughter loved it, um, but it's like it's very comfortable in that like realm of visually stunning but dumb as rocks so what is this movie yeah it's it's an interpretation of a manga and i guess a show anime yeah i would love to give kind of a synopsis of this please do i I will i will try my best but in all disclosure and i watched this movie i was totally sober I have very little idea of what actually happened. This was done by Robert Rodriguez, by the way, who made some of my favorite movies of all time. Not Spy Kids, even though that's an awesome movie. Um, I think her name is Michelle Rodriguez now. Oh, is it Michelle? (laughs) No. Okay, it was made by Robert Rodriguez, but also was, like, the lead writer on it is James Cameron, which is weird because it has some of the worst writing I have ever seen in a movie like in years yeah my attention span did not go on for this film because the problem is is that like the storyline is convoluted it's it features a cyborg girl uh who fell from a sky world or sky floating mm-hmm. city uh into a trash hubble uh, wh- who's the actor that finds her oh uh, uh christoph waltz christoph waltz yeah so great great christoph waltz uh finds her puts her in this really cool body that apparently he built for his daughter that died um apparently and um, she is like some advanced cyborg race from Mars. And she fights. Uh, they basically have like, was it like crowdsourced hunting of android robots? Yeah, they have um, like, the, you sign up to go as a bounty yeah, hunter. Yeah, it's like Uber for killing robots. And then they're also in like the sports league, which is like basically like super hyper violent robot roller derby. Yeah. So, I mean, like we're not going to get too much into it, but basically robots fighting robots, people just Topian future um okay it's yeah it's we again we it's a terrible movie and you miss nothing but here's the thing it had really great visuals uh that was cool uh but i i think the argument could be made there was some trans themes in there uh re if you'd like to yeah so there's no actual like there's nothing actually queer in here but there was like one bit that made me giggle where so there's the main girl who's like all cyborg and she doesn't have any memories but mm-hmm. she's all like just a human brain inside of a bunch of like high-tech gear and then she starts uh having a romantic interest with this like just shitty dude like and they start having a thing and then there's like this one part where like after they're like really a thing and then the guy's friends like and then like the girl's like what is your problem it's like i just don't get the whole dating a hard body thing which is their Mm -hmm. their term for cyborgs and then they're having like a romantic moment and it's just like it's like just and there is it okay you know if i'm not totally human and it's like it's okay you're the We've most human that conversation. you're the most human person i've ever met and like me and madeline both looked at each other it's like okay i get yeah. it mm-hmm. well and like even too like he like uh, spoiler alert but he like gets his head chopped off yeah and, and then and like a few a few scenes later he gets like beat up and then gets turned into a cyborg yeah himself so and the, and there's the whole thing too where like so the, she egg. like cracked his egg. Yeah, cracked his egg. Got so. you by yeah. sleeping with him. Okay. Yeah, and there's even a part where she goes into a spaceship and finds like 
a body that was built by her people from Mars, and so mm-hmm. she's there's the literal she's in the wrong body sort of thing. She's like this one, this one is made for me. Like I'm not, I'm not who I am until I'm in this, in this body. Yeah, and even when she puts a body on, it like conforms to her body shape, and just like it becomes, it repre- a- it's becoming her subconscious representation of herself. So yeah, Alita Battle Angel. We're 100 percent projecting, but we thought that was very funny. Yeah. So. everything is trans theory. So, well, yeah. Well, also, like, again, keep she in mind... She thinks Oops All Berries cereal has something to do with the loss of testicles. <laughs> Nanalan is trans. <laughs> <laughs> Mona, well, here's, here's Mona is a trans queen, and we stab. <laughs> all, all, all trans people love terrible, like, sci-fi movies. Like, because this is very much, like, Jupiter Ascending, which is trans culture. Um, Valerian uh, and the City of a Thousand Planets, very, very similar, which is canon to Fifth Element, which is trans culture. Yeah. Uh, Star Wars Episode God, One, The Phantom least. Menace, I think, is in this uh, in this genre, which is trans culture. Mm-hmm. So is it? I'll agree with that. <laughs> yeah. So Sith Lords no, are but like, Sith Lords are what? Are they the, the Huns on the message boards? Oh God! Like, I mean, what's more cyberpunk than biohacking your gender? Exactly. That is true. Yeah. Didn't the cyberpunk video game coming out like there was some controversy because you lose points if you change your gender even though it's an option in the game? I don't. I don't no. know. I mean, that's kind of realistic. Yeah, that's, that is yeah, true. just yeah, like real life. Like... I lost a lot of points. <laughs> <laughs> if you play the game, the doctor comes up and just like, I need you to sign these forms before you go. You're playing on hard mode now. <laughs> but I mean, like, so there's something sort of sci-fi about being trans. Yeah. I, so we'll just I want cyborg genitals. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. <laughs> like Did, like robo like a robo vag so so with like what would the difference extra between, features okay what are the, yeah no this is what i want to get into what are these extra features please no elaborate um, all led undercarriage okay all leather interior wait like adjustable heating <gasps> that would be so nice it can be really warm it can be cold you don't need so, that like weird sticky lube yeah, to get the tingly sensation it's temperature controlled gotcha Bluetooth okay compatibility yeah. you can change the texture yeah, no, that would be good. Um, what else? What else? What else? Uh, oh, uh, it has CarPlay, so you can play your iPod in there. Um, that'd be cool. Yeah, okay. You can uh, call an Uber. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. We moved locations. Quick, put your dick in so we can change the drop-off point. It's got, it's like, you can upload stories. <laughs> You get blackout drunk. You go on your Snapchat. You're like, "What did Shit. I do last weekend?" Thank you. This is this is the pitch for my new startup. <laughs> give me Stories VC money. Stories enabled please. vaginas. <laughs> give, give me VC money, and by that mean I, I mean vagina. Yeah, it comes with free Amazon Prime as well, so you get yeah. free one day dicking. All right, vagina capital. <laughs> you got like a thirty day Spotify free trial. <laughs> It just keeps playing lo-fi hip-hop. I don't mm-hmm. understand. Moving on. Uh, this week... <laughs> We're talking about a thing we watched, I guess. Yeah, so... Probably. Yeah. Well, hopefully we're going to get to the actual main beef of the episode, which is, you know, it might be a little short. short. But um, uh, this week we decided to take a bit of a detour from our normal thing of watching movies uh, and move on to other things because this is about a tr- uh, queer representation in media. Uh, and uh, yes, we will be getting to some other uh, colors on the flag, but you know, for now, we're, as we're kind of getting our bearings, we're going to do some focus on trans, and uh, we decided to, content warning, uh, move on to anime. 
And uh, this week we watched the one of actually my favorite shows. Our uh, fa- yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Our, one, our favorite show of that season, definitely. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we say favorite show. Who knows what'll happen in season two? Please, season two come out. Uh, the show is Zombieland Saga, a uh, great anime out of Japan. I mean, as all animes come. Uh, just as a brief kind of synopsis, uh, it came out last year, uh, aired between October and December, and featured 12 episodes. The premise of the show being that uh, there are seven girl zombies, zombies, zomb girls. Are they girl zombies, though? Makes you think. Thanks, Stefan Molnier. Here's my Twitter thread. Oh, God. I am the angry the angry anime watcher. So sick.youtube.com. Oh so basically this show kind of focuses on a girl named Sakura, um, as all animes do. <laughs> There's always a girl named Sakura. <laughs> now that I say this out loud, uh, go watch ca- card captors after this. Anime is good. Yeah, I'm I know. surprised none of us are named Sakura. Oh, gen- like, no, like straight talk. Like that was on my short list. And then I thought it was a terrible idea. <laughs> Are you are you allowed to like get dunked for cultural appropriation if you if you transition into a name that yeah I mean like my last name is Zaitsov and I almost went with Anastasia but we decided that was too stripperish. I that, think that that, the, that, that that one was a freebie. The Q- discourse Farms. would just implode. Yeah, trying to have that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it features a girl Sakura who at the very beginning of the show is hit by a car. Um, and then wakes up as a zombie with a bunch of other girls, uh, who most of most of whom wake up eventually. Uh, they're all kind of uh, kind of state. I don't know what state to call that in zombie other than just they're like, uh, there was zombie zombies. They're like hungover. Yeah, yeah. but they're they're conscious. We've it was in there. Yeah, it was the hangover part sixty nine. And so they they wake up uh, and they they put on is, a little makeup. I'm hungover. Oh God, <laughs> we all are. Um, there is. Uh, Kotaro, who is the maniac producer, who has apparently brought them all back to life. I guess he's also the necromancer. Uh, And he's decided to save uh, the prefecture of Saga in Japan by resurrecting a localized idol group using all the girls. Yeah, so they're like pop idols. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah, pop idol zombies. But also they're like not supposed to be zombies, so they're wearing fancy makeup so they don't look like zombies. Mm -hmm. That's kind of the running joke of the show, too, is is that it's just like hiding that. Well, yeah, the fact that there's zombies is pretty... Well, the makeup is really good. They are not clockable. Yeah, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, this is... No, wait, no, let's explore this. This entire show is about being clocked. So yeah, what is it? What is a trans person but a zombie? Is a zombie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this, is, this is who I am, mom. So yeah, uh, that's the basic premise of it. A uh, couple episodes, not very long. If you ever get a chance, just watch it. It's again an amazing show on its own merits. Especially like anime, even like funny anime, almost never makes me laugh out loud. But this one, like the writing, no, funny. is so perfect. Yeah, yeah like, I only saw three episodes today. But it was good. It was fun. Yeah. Yeah. And like watch it. We'll watch as, more. Yeah. Watch watch it subbed as well. I know this isn't like an elitist thing, but like the voice acting in the Japanese version is really, really fucking funny. And it's mm-hmm. so good. If you watch anything with dubs, I will come to your house and kill you. <laughs> yeah. No. If you listen to this podcast, we do get your address. Um, so yeah. Uh, great show. Watch it. But... As with all things we review on the show, it did have some trans themes. So um, let's kind of specifically episode nine, uh, episode eight. Yeah, episode eight, Go Go Neverland Saga. So, yes. Amy, do you want to kind of give like a brief overview? So Lily, who is the smallest member of the idol group, and the cutest, mm-hmm. adorable, not the best girl, but the cutest. well, this is this will be another fight for another day. Winds up 
seeing her father, who is a very, very large boy, it's a big large boy. man, respect our large fathers, our large, large dad, um, shows up because he recognizes her. And then she has all these flashbacks to her pre-zombie past in which we find out how she died. Yes. Um, thank you. Yeah. No, that's a good segue. So uh, Lily, as it turns out, right? So she was a, her father was a, her and her father bonded over television. So then she decided to become a child actress and that created a rift between her and her father where they started to become distant as a result of Well, because he was like a work. intense manager and just. Yeah. Yeah. He's also just a human. Totally lost sight of the actual daughter in favor of the persona that she played on TV. Exactly. The man's also like a human tank. Like Lily in this show is. No, he is enormous. It's a big boy. She is very small. Absolute unit. Total chungus. (laughs) Big boy. Oh, absolutely. So anyway, so Lily is. starts having some distress over aging because Lily is trans and starts to experience some pretty severe dysphoria to the point where after looking in the mirror finds her her first facial hair and just dies right on the spot (laughs) just drops dead which Which happens to me we should should all be so lucky no exactly I think we've all been there just staring in the mirror just like what the and she literally like just falls over dead yeah So she literally dies from dysphoria. And we learn about this as she is telling this to her... To Sakura. Yeah, to Sakura, who is, like, surprised, obviously, because I think that part of it is that this is, like, the most feminine character, like, the smallest, like, most childlike feminine character. Most adorable. Yeah, so it comes as a a surprise to the other characters who wouldn't have encountered this. Especially because, keep in mind, most of the characters are, like from like are significantly older than her like either from like the 90s or before so none of them would have really uh, had much to say about that yeah and i mean like it was it was it was brought up in a way which is again this is a very interesting thing that we're bringing up this show i don't i'll be honest i don't watch a ton of anime i mean i've watched the essentials for the most part not naruto please nobody at me i'm not watching that godforsaken show i've never seen it anime you've never seen an anime yeah what is also, an anime? No. once um evangelion is coming to netflix soon and we're gonna do episodes <sighs> on that because God damn it. Oh, Christ. shinji is trans yeah okay okay <laughs> at well, me. okay i'm gonna be on the other side of the so, country by then anyways so they're doing that and then i think it's really cool how they handle it because i th- i personally think that they handled it like better than anything i've ever seen some people i think i've seen some trans people say that they didn't like this one specific aspect but the uh saki the best girl who is a like biker from like the 80s or 90s or whatever i think the 90s yeah i think it was um, 90s. but yeah she's a mo- she's like led a motorcycle gang and she just immediately starts laughing because of just again by like the surprise of that but also how butch and macho um, Lily's was, uh, yeah. and, dead name was and, and and we're not saying her dead name on this show it's yeah. not no, no, of course we not. respect but also i feel like just getting drunk and sharing your dead names is a very, very trans experience. I think we all did that in a yeah. graveyard with a small oh, keg yes, of beer. Yeah. yeah, that was that was a great yeah. bonding so, experience. So that is, uh, even though, like, obviously, like, I get why people would think that that sucks, that they're immediately laughing. It's like, one, that just makes sense for the character because she goes on to immediately, like, defending her, like, 
five minutes later. So yeah, the line, yeah, the line she used was like, "It doesn't matter what junk she has. Lily is Lily." Yeah. Also, too, just a side note and a call out here: Lily is also the name of you know the woman from the Danish Girl. Coincidence? Well, it's good representation because there are a lot of trans girls named Lily. It's yeah. true. Uh, I think Lily's up there with Tara, Alice, and Willow. Willow. Um, no, that's a good one. Amy, uh, Shannon, Jessica, Violet. Well, yeah. Name one other trans girl with Madeline. Also, if you're a Madeline listening to this show, at me. I need to know if there's more of you. <laughs> so, yeah. So basically, yeah, all of them interact with it in their own way. Like the the character who is like really rough and makes fun of everybody, like laughs, but then goes on to defending her in a crude way. Um, uh, was it Ugiri? Uh, Yugiri. Yugiri, yeah, like Yugiri. Who is my favorite girl. Yeah, Yugiri goes on and like starts like wondering if like d- takes that and goes to a um, existential question because she's like it's like how how can any of us be any any gender because we're zombies like which is what is gender exactly anyway. yeah especially to a zombie yeah. especially to a pop idol never mind the zombies just to pop idols and it is really good like and again like I can get the idea of like why trans girls may not have liked the way that. Um, Saki? So- Saki. Uh, it was mean. It was mean. But but it's also accurate. And that's the that's yeah. the point I want to get yeah, to. Yeah, sometimes is, you have mean friends. And that's the thing. It's like, it's not right. Mm-hmm. And it's not, I'm not here to tell you that you should respond this way. Because like, uh, uh, Lily's character was obviously not happy with the whole, her laughing, being laughed at and stuff like that. But it was, I thought, a fairly accurate representation of the way that some people do it, which is just like to make a joke of the thing. Again, not right, and it can be very cruel and damaging, mm-hmm. but it was fairly accurate. The part that I liked was is that when they went to talk to a manager, because they're like, well, does he know about this? Uh, he goes, yeah, of course I know. But he's like, and he immediately goes, that's Lily. Doesn't matter who, what her name was, it's Lily. Mm-hmm. And then they calls them all idiots. Oh, is it? No, she call, oh, no he calls the rest of them her dead name and says there you're you're the guy now and you're the matter. guy i'm lily get out of my office yeah exactly you morons yeah like she's textually explicitly trans yeah yeah and they are kind to her in the text mm-hmm. yeah they like it's not, not played off as a bad thing or even really as a trauma yeah yeah and that, that, it's just part of her character yeah it's it was played off as a funny quirk which is yeah. like what it should be and everybody everybody's going to interact with that in a different like, way her issues had nothing to do with her being trans. It was yeah. that her dad was like wound up being emotionally distant. Yeah, because yeah. she had specific like bad family issues, but but it had nothing to do with her transition. Yeah, her... I mean, obviously, like I guess dysphoria did literally give her a heart attack, and but... her dad was dead naming her like beforehand, which yeah. also sucks. But then also, when they meet again in the future, he like doesn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but it, like it, again, it's not about. Like, to me, in the show, it wasn't about, or anything that we review, it's not about creating a world in which it's the uh, the most ideal situation for a trans person. It's like, is this is this accurate to things? Mm-hmm. And what I liked most about it is that Zombieland Saga, at its heart, uh, other than being a comedy and, like, a really good... The music in it's fantastic, by the way. If you get a chance, just go on YouTube and listen to some of the tracks. I especially recommend the hip-hop track. Um, the, oh, fuck yeah. The diss track. It's episode two fucking great um so yeah no the, the entire show is framed in the sense of absurdism so is you know again it's zombies being pop idols which is absolutely ridiculous and it's a weird concept and they've taken this thing and i felt they handled it well in that context which is just like 
this is a person who is trans. This is kind of elements of their backstory. It's not all consuming. Their whole struggle is not the fact they're trans. It is a part of them combined mm-hmm. with other parts of it, like, you know, the way that the dad interacts or the yeah. way that the girls find out. Sort of another thing that they talk about is how she likes to be a zombie because it means she doesn't age and so doesn't go through puberty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is, like, for me, like, I got that part because it's like... Like, what year is this? They have HRT, but... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of cute. It is cute, and it's also like it kind of speaks to the fact that like a lot of us, you know, I think all three of us didn't transition in our teens, so like it's you know we never got that, and like there there is a part of the back of nineteen. Does that count? Uh, yeah. Well, you know what? It's I hate you. (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) I love you. Um, no, but like I I you know I never got to be a teenage girl going through stuff. Um, my clothing and attire sometimes suggest otherwise, and I'm still going through it, but. I never got that part. And for her, where she's like, I never wanted to grow up to kind of be that thing was kind of oddly symbolic. And, 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 you know, it's not an overriding thought, but it's certainly a passing thought that comes in transition. I never got that opportunity. And she kind of saw it. And the moment that she saw her fucking beard coming out, she just fucking killed over. Yeah. So basically the moral of the story is let kids have puberty blockers. Otherwise they will die just in front of a mirror. For the love of Christ, Graham Linham, Linner, whatever the fuck your name is. If you somehow listen to this show, you dumb fuck. It's blockers. It's reversible. You could go suck what's left of my dick. I hate you so goddamn much. So yeah, when this uh, came out, one thing I remember is the, uh, the usual just terrible like anime brings out the worst in people. Uh, I don't know what wait, it is. Wait, what? I thought the anime community was wholesome. Yeah, I thought and the pure, guys. I thought the guys. And kind and feminist. <laughs> no, even <laughs> even good anime fans are terrible. All uh, of them. I disavow all well, of I you. Well, I think that third, third wave feminism actually emerged from anime. Yeah, third wave feminism from the anime community and from weeaboos in general. They all thought, "Wow, we should really invent intersectionality." Third wave feminism came when basically Berkeley University introduced Mountain Dew Code Red to their vending machines. <laughs> <laughs> They're putting chemicals in the two. They're turning the, <laughs> turn the kids They're feminist. They're turning the feminist to weeps. Bop, bop. But so, yeah, keep going. Anyways, so the usual, like, just scum of the earth came out and content warning, transphobic slurs. Uh, they were like, oh, it's a trap. Oh, she's a trap or whatever. And then immediately just started making a whole thing about it. And then also... Yeah. But then, and then also, you know, because people started talking about how there was a trans um, character in it, a lot of trans people who hadn't been watching the show started watching the show. So the same people who were, like, being transphobic also got, like, upset that there was a bunch of, like, lefty trans girls entering They're their space. Invading their spaces. In- invading their, yeah. their, their safe yeah. space because... And like pulling the hole, it's like, eh, why do? You, it's like, shouldn't you like something? Watch something because it's good. Should we, why? Why are you watching something just because it has, you know, a specific minority group in it? And it's like, which is something that if you you say if you've like absolutely never, if you have absolutely nothing interesting about you that you like want to see in other things. So yeah, there was just days and days and days of discourse and like. It's Ugh. fucking annoying because it's just this is why we can't have nice. This became like a, the Stalingrad of the culture war. You're right. This is this is where the tide was turned back against the right wing anime Nazis. Oh. Yeah, anime anime profile pic Nazis, which is funny because it's like that's one of the worst things about the whole anime like weeaboo 
crowd is that there's so many of these really good shows that are all like you know girl power like all about chosen family and like you know having like and you know girls doing girl stuff and overcoming obstacles together that these like garbage people watch but then like the moment that it crosses over into like anything remotely like ideological they throw a fit even though it is like it's nine times out of ten something that is completely like tonally consistent with what the show's already been yeah well the uh it's kind of like the idea is just like what art made for the male gaze sort of idea like Mm -hmm. there's a lot of like no that's like i don't watch enough anime to critique it but it's certainly even anime that is progressive is often still sexualized and still presented for the male gaze yeah like in I some mean, sense like i mean and you could make critiques about this in the show and this is not the podcast for that but like you know there's points where there's like close-up of like you know who uh, sakura who's a basically a teenage girl and like rather large breasts and the way that are so oh, many titties so much legs skirts that are like four millimeters below your like, pussy I, I think this show is a lot better not, not than other case, ones like case. like i don't th- I, I think that it's more like I think with this show in particular, I think it's more just the tropes them them using the tropes that already exist rather than like catering. It's more them just mm-hmm. not consciously moving away from them. Because like a more obvious example would be like the one the other one we watched done the uh, Kobayashi Dragon Maid. Oh yeah, which again has like you know great girl theme, girl power themes, great like t- chosen family, like good feels, but is also has some like really 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 nasty yeah. like mm-hmm. male gaze and like and, and like we, we won't spend too much time on this but like yeah that's just the first example that yeah get. and i mean like it's anime does kind of get into that area where it's yeah and a lot of media male gaze but uh-huh. well it's, uh, it's good that they're making anime that features trans people yeah because a lot of trans people watch anime well it's featuring trans people in a way that that's isn't, a market that is like not problematic because usually yeah. usually like oh yeah no true you, yeah, there's some there's, representation already yeah there's lots and lots and lots of trans people in anime it's just almost always we have to grit our teeth and like just enjoy it through like project onto it pretty hard to make it yeah. not super uncomfortable and yeah and for the record trans people still own ranma one half just that, that is, was a very formative. That was, that was, that was a that very, was very... We own that. See, that's the one thing that Blanchard was right about. Anime did turn me trans. Yeah. It did turn the... Did turn, did turn that was Blanchard, me. right? Yeah. <laughs> that was Blanchard's take. It's that, like, anime turns people trans, and also that, like, the goth and emo population has declined with the rise <laughs> of the trans population, and therefore... <laughs> All the former emo kids have now moved on to the new counterculture. Makes you think, uh, doesn't it? Hey, like, hey, I feel called out, actually. Genital <laughs> reconstruction. Yeah, we went from, like, striped arm warmers to fucking genital reconstruction. Yeah, okay, awesome. so, like, obviously he's wrong, but also, who among us can... <laughs> Heartbreaking news, worst person you know makes a valid point. <laughs> And finally, moving on to the last question that we ask at all of the end the of our shows. The question. The only the question. The penultimate question. Yeah. Uh, how do they get the caramel inside the caramel bar? I still want to know that. Can anybody answer that question? Well, when a man and a woman love each other very much. Ah, so they put their dick inside the bar. Excellent. This is exactly does it, Why does it have to be a man and a woman? No. Oh, okay. The girl fills the man with caramel. <laughs> <laughs> 
is this good representation? Not the caramel bar, but is this show? Is Zombieland if there, Saga? If there's, if, there's, if there's any man out there who wants me to make, make them into a cream egg, oh, let, no. hit me up. Slide into my DMs. It's my Tinder bio. Uh, <laughs> is this good representation? I think, I think so. I think that the Zombieland Saga is probably, in anime, the best representation I've seen handled in the best way like that and didn't really require any projection to make it not problematic yeah agree like it was cute yeah and pretty good in terms of like sensitivity and how it approached it and it was fun yeah i mean i recommend it not bad yeah not bad it's a good scale yeah, it's a fun show. Like, honestly, like, nothing's worse than having good representation in shitty writing with the rest of it just being boring. But mm-hmm. the entire show is hilarious from the f- fact they made, like, a um, uh, commercial for a KFC, Japanese KFC, uh, to Biker Wars. It's pretty much got everything. It literally, the only thing it's missing is, is that probably giant robot battles, but season two, hopefully. Uh, I thought it was great. It's probably going to be one of my favorite shows. I'm. I am genuinely going to go out and buy this on DVD just so I can own this in my collection. I would say this is a pretty important piece of uh, trans culture, oddly enough. I personally like things that are in the world of absurdism, um, so I'm biased in this regard. Anything that uh, incorporates comedy... What was absurd about that? Well, the absurdism of the (laughs) entire... Except for the entire premise of the show. (laughs) Which also, too, oddly enough... I thought it was pretty normal. Yeah. Yeah. Have you have you yourself been part of a Japanese zombie idol group? I am a zombie. I just wear a lot of concealer under my eyes. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. Okay. No, I can I kind of get the whole point of just like, you know, makeup tricks men now. I get it. Mm-hmm. I get yeah, it. Yeah, that's the tra- that's the secret about hormone replacement therapy is that it does kill you. Yeah. It, it does it does kill Slowly you. Slowly on the inside. Yeah, no, like I I flirt with guys and they take me home and then they wake up and they realize they slept with the undead. <laughs> And you've turned them into a Canberra Creek. Am I a necrophilia? (laughs) What does this mean? I didn't think she was dead. (laughs) See, that's she looked alive to me. How could I have known? She tricked me. Yeah, I was trapped. I feel dead on the inside too. So it's not so much. Yeah, the the whole the trans trans panic defense. It's not so much that. You kill them after they, feel, they they kill somebody after they feel like they've been trapped. Is that they have to kill them again and again and sever the head from the body with a machete? Yeah, before. aim for the head wasn't a reference to the genitals. It was actually a shot to the head. That so. was too dark. That was that, that joke was too dark. I don't like too that. dark. Yeah, I apologize for that. I take that back. Oh God. All right, so Zombieland. We find the line and we step over it. Yeah. That's what we do on this show. This is what this show is about. It's integrity and line stepping and Cadbury jokes. Please, I want a partnership with Cadbury now. Okay, this today's episode brought to you by Cadbury. Cadbury. Wonderful. So that brings us to the end of the show. Uh, thank you all again for joining us. It was very hard to produce this episode this week. Again, apologies if the audio quality is a bit uh, tweaky. We- I'm not sorry. No, this is actually just how Amy sounds. Sorry, not sorry. Hashtag not sorry. Um, we will try to do better next week. Be uh, fucking grateful. Yeah. <laughs> We're not that popular yet. Please scale it back. <laughs> uh, in the meantime, uh, as always, uh, uh, I'm Madeline Hops. You can get me at rabbit underscore is dead. Uh, this week, I'm working on shit posting at three in the morning because that's just how, how I roll. 
Uh, I should also be releasing some uh, video game art soon. Uh, so if y'all see that, um, please just tell me how I can make it better. Um, also, I am Amy on Twitter. I am at Lavender Ashtray. I don't really make anything. I just post. Yeah, no, no. I do a lot of posting. Yeah, no, it's quality posting though. Tons of posting. Yeah. Born to post. <laughs> Terminally online. Born to post, forced to podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Ree Carter, at Ree Carter, and I'm completely dead inside, so don't worry about it. Yeah, enjoy the living dead. Be a zombie I with the rest. Tell with all that makeup. Yeah. yeah it's... You look so alive. No, please stop chewing my leg. <laughs> no. Uh-huh. Uh, perfect. And thank you all again for joining us this week. Um, we're just making this a Justin of the Deadline. Uh, we'll see you all again in about two weeks. Remember, just because it's bad doesn't mean it isn't good. Uh, find what you enjoy, and we'll see you all soon. Thanks again. Bye. Bye.